The Mother Flourish podcast is here to activate the wisdom that lies within you. We explore women's rites of passage, reclaim what has been forgotten, so that you can reconnect with your sacred feminine self and birth like a goddess, mother like a high priestess, and show up in all your power as a woman in the 21st century. This podcast is here to remind you who you are and give you the tools to thrive in this thing called life. Please note all of the information in here is from my personal journey and life as a doula and woman's healer. All thoughts are my own and I always encourage you to read more on any subject that catches your eye. Don't take my word for it. Do your part and research like a mofo. To kick off the return of my podcast and to launch the Mother Flourish podcast, I start with sharing my very own birth story and why I do what I do as a doula now and how the birth of my two children was the gift of finding my purpose and so much more. It's over a decade since I collected my son's spirit and bought him Earthside. And while it was an amazing time to birth him into the world, the birth experience was not as it should have been. And I've since learned otherwise, and wow, it was a bitter pill to swallow. Fear of birth, distrust in my body, but trust in a system that sadly did not have my best interests at heart. I do what I do as a birth keeper now because I had a disempowered birth, where I made choices I didn't truly know the consequences of. I gave away my body sovereignty to a system that is all about mitigating risk, not trusting women's ability to birth, making money and moving a woman out of hospital as quickly as they can post-birth because after all, time is money. The system, which I thought was the safest and best option for me and my baby, was not about my welfare. It was not about what was best for me, my body or my mental health. It was simply about getting the baby out as quickly as possible with whatever medical intervention needed. With little regard for the trauma that the process may have triggered in me or my baby. What I have learned since from my personal journey is, as we birth we are entering into one of the most sacred and precious moments in our life. A rites of passage for women but we're doing it without knowing the true implications of what certain decisions entail. We are handing over our bodies, not knowing how it might be affected, because we have trusted the system through repetitively being told hospital is where we must birth in order to be safe and doctors know best. Since my journey and witnessing birth, this simply isn't true. Before I share my birth story, I want you to know I'm not anti the system. This isn't a rant to take down what is a dying system, I believe. It's just my observations based on my journey and witnessing women time after time lining up for the tale of trauma unwittingly. So I share my story so that if you're listening and you're pregnant, I just maybe might give you some food for thought, a nugget of information that you might learn from so that you can make some different choices, or at least choices with informed consent, and retain your body sovereignty, knowing that what you say yes to is in line with your beliefs, 
your gut intuition and with a ton of information to back it up so that when you sit holding your baby in those sacred six weeks post-birth, you can feel satisfied that you did what you could to keep you and your baby safe rather than handing over your power to a system you don't really know, thus bypassing postnatal depression and a whole host of trauma. So to the birth. In brief, I went into spontaneous labour at home around 5am the day after my due date. I called the hospital after taking a bath, a good early labour activity, and then having a big old poo. A clear sign labour is ensuing. I mean, after all, who poos at 5am? When I called the hospital at around 7am, I was told to chill and have a cup of tea, to which I did. By 9am, excitement got the better of me, and I took myself along to the hospital at the end of my road. As I arrived in the hospital room, and as the sensation of labour began to come stronger, I kept vomiting in between contractions, so there was little let up to meditate, breathe and generally converse. I'll go into why I think I was vomiting later in the podcast. Anyway, they do their whole check-in routine, listening to my blood pressure, taking my temperature, checking the baby's moving and its heart rate and of course the famous vaginal exams. Onto the bed I went, legs akimbo and in she went. Just so that she could tell me how dilated I was. And it turns out I was five centimetres, but according to them, my son, or at the time I didn't know I was having a boy, had not descended into my pelvis and his head wasn't engaged. I was encouraged to walk around to help him drop in. Time was ticking though and sensations were getting stronger. My waters hadn't broken naturally, so I was guided to have my membrane ruptured. Back in came the obstetrician with a knitting needle type instrument I lay on the bed, propped up, while she pushed and prodded this sharp instrument with a hook on the end through my vagina, cervix and the sacred sac in which my baby was snuggled. It was, believe it or not, hefty work. The doctor had my legs behind my head with her shoulder dug into my glutes as she heaved and hoed. Eventually the flood of warm waters flowed and the sensation was rather dreamy. But the way I got there was anything but. And just a note on this. I'm telling you this story so that you don't have this happen to you. So that you can safely sit there and go, nope, not for me. I'm having a different plan. It involves my very clever body, baby and empowered self to birth differently. So that I have a positive birth story to tell. I'm not that woman who's walked down the path and now tells the gory story. No, I tell you this so you are fully knowledged up with the reality of birthing in the system without knowing a thing about it and reasons why this isn't your reality. There is a whole other plan for you and it's definitely not this one. Anyway, back to my birth story. Several hours later, he was still not engaging, their words, so I was given an epidural to reduce the sensations of the contractions. I remember thinking as I bent my spine forward to have the epidural needle stuck between my vertebra that this was a better option than what I was experiencing, 
and in many ways it was, as I could sit there watching Wimbledon, this was June at the time, and reading the paper, this was before I was awake to the mass media toxicity, of course. I hadn't been given any tools to ride the waves of contractions, which I now call surges. I'd been given no optimal positions or exercises to support my baby's journey or my body's expansion. I was just left, on my own, in a medicalized setting to somehow find the tap of oxytocin to help my body open up and baby drop down. But my gosh, hospital is anything but the oxytocin-rich setup that we so need in birth. As soon as I had had the epidural, I was no longer mobile, and my birth took a very different route. Unknowingly, epidurals more often than not slow things down. It is, after all, an intervention in the natural process of labour, as was the ruptured membrane, as was the vaginal examinations, the bright lights, the unfamiliar faces, and everything else that my hospital admittance entailed. Remember, time is money. So next up, after another vaginal examination, I was offered a drip of pintocin, a synthetic form of oxytocin to help bring on stronger contractions to move things along. I'm taking up a bed the longer I'm in it, remember? As soon as you enter the hospital system, you are on the clock. They check your progress every four hours, and if you're not progressing as they wish, they'll offer you something that will put you back on their schedule. And there's little nuance to the individual. One size fits all, apparently, when it comes to birth. Again, I had no idea what I'd really signed up for. As soon as you have synthetic oxytocin, it cuts your ability to produce your own. So that love hormone that we naturally re release during the birth to help bond and connect you and your baby gets sabotaged. Yep, you heard me. Making breastfeeding and bonding a whole lot harder, not impossible, but harder when this beautiful hormone isn't present. With this being a very unnatural intervention, as they all are of course, bringing on contractions thick and fast, too quick for most bodies including mine, and way too fast for my body to comprehend what on earth was happening, not least my baby's ability to understand what the heck was going on, and thus, quite obviously, triggered fetal distress. Alarm bells went on, nurses are running around like headless chicken and I'm sat in my bed, powerless, unable to walk and thinking this is because I'd failed because he wasn't moving down into my pelvis. The truth was, I hadn't failed. The system failed me. They tried another synthetic hormone to see if the baby was better with another toxic chemical and of course he wasn't. Fetal distress ensued again, and the headless nurses ran riot once again. Eventually, the obstetrician returned at about 6pm and said, I quote her, We could be here for another 12 hours waiting for your baby to descend, but more exhausted and with little results. You need to have an emergency caesarean now. I was rushed into surgery, shocked, shaken and very stirred. They cut my womb open. They took my baby boy out, rubbed him with a rough towel, cut his cord immediately and eventually placed him on me. And so our journey began. My son in that birth triggered a tsunami of emotions, overwhelm of life, 
underwhelm of Is This It? and all the suppressed emotions that I'd packed in for 35 years, hence why labour triggered vomiting, as I believe I was so numb to feeling my feelings in my body that when I had these birthing sensations, my body couldn't take the force. It's said your birth is the story of your life to date. You're given the birth you need to heal. I was given one that was all about fear, disempowerment and suppression of sensations and emotions and that really mirrored the first 35 years of my life on planet Earth. You can read more of this in my book Born to Shine. Postnatal and breastfeeding is another podcast or blog to come but that my friends was my birth story. And yes, I did have postnatal depression, and yes, I truly do believe that my body knew the trauma of the birth, even though my brain didn't. I thought the doctors had saved me and my baby. That's what they'd tell you and lead you to believe. If we hadn't done X, Y would have happened. And let's face it, as women, we will do anything to protect our young. But how could it have been? The truth is, no one can honestly predict how my birth would have unfolded without intervention. But what I do know is, I needed more time. I needed a safe and sheltered environment to birth my baby. For my baby to descend. For my cervix to fully open. My body knew this wasn't a safe place. But my ego and my mind, plus deep conditioning, told me otherwise. I'm not saying there's never a need for an intervention or a caesarean, but not in the numbers we're seeing. We are losing natural birth because we're handing over our bodies to an industrialised process. If you haven't read about the cascade of intervention, I suggest you do, or of course purchase my birth preparation course OVS. The moment one form of induction is given a cascade of procedures generally follows, in almost all cases. Mine started with my waters being broken and ended in a caesarean. When we upset the natural rhythm of birth, it invites a different rhythm and one that the natural human body rejects. And this comes out in the birth trauma and postnatal depression in the following days, weeks and months, if not years, if our trauma goes unresolved. What I needed. I just needed time. With hospitals on a conveyor belt of birth and the industrialization of the birthing experience, allowing me time to bring my baby earthside is money wasted, in their opinion. While I'm keeping a bed full, I'm stopping another woman come through the system where pharmaceutical drugs are a premium while the cost of a cesarean is big money income. As I said, I'm not here to fight the system. I'm here to reimagine birth and create a new birthing experience and one that honours and preserves the natural and beautiful, powerful and sacred process that is human birth. A woman in her birthing power is like nothing you have seen before. I was not broken. My body was not failing to engage. My baby wasn't failing to move down. The system failed us. I need not have been cut open. I didn't need my sacred womb sliced twice. 
as I opted for a planned C-section for my second birth to avoid the emergency that I'd endured the first time around. I did not need to have my sacred waters broken. I did not need synthetic drugs to speed things up or mute my surges. I just needed time. And in this broken society, time is money. I just needed some loving words to reassure me that my body, my baby and me all knew exactly how to birth. I just needed a dimly lit soft and warm space to bring my beautiful boy earthside. That's what I needed. When I trained as a doula, I had to understand my birth and the process, the unnecessary traumas, so that I can show up for you without baggage, judgment or a biased point of view. You know your body. Your birth story is different to mine. And I'm not anti-hospital birth. I'm for empowered choices and sovereign consent. If you choose a caesarean, I support you. There are ways to make this choice personal to you, such as receipt of your baby immediately, skin to skin, the vernix left on, delayed cord clamping, lotus birth, natural third stage labour. If you choose a hospital birth, you can do this as a sovereign being, making informed choices with firm boundaries of what you're willing to receive in care on your terms. But you must know the implications of decisions made, potential and probable outcomes, and know the physiology of birth. Here is where doulas come in. First, through continuity of care and having a woman by your side to advocate for your choices. The gift of my experience is I see how a medical system industrialises the process out of fear of litigation and a price tag on time. With this awareness, I assist women in ensuring that they aren't another unnecessary statistic that went through the birth mill. I advocate for the birth that you choose and I support you in creating a space either at home or in hospital that is in line with your wishes and desires. I shared with you my story as a trailblazer of the future of birth. Let's reimagine birth, one of natural celebration of the immense power a woman has to house new life and then birth that new life into the world. What a gift, and one that must be held in the highest regard. Let's celebrate your ability to choose your birth in this modern world, a one that supports you and your baby thriving through motherhood. Let's reimagine birth together, and then walk the path hand in hand. We are here to show our children the way. Let's create that new and beautiful path towards birth. After all, peace on earth begins at birth. I hope you take away a nugget of empowerment to see you through your beautiful birth journey, however it unfolds. Thank you for listening. If you want to sign up to my birth workshops, have me as your doula remote or in person, or simply chill out to one of my yoga nidras, 
then check out my website catraincock.com or my Instagram Mother Flourish with Cat. Keep flourishing, beautiful lady. You've got this.